This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, November 19th, 2014. I'm Caleb Brown. Europeans concerned about the rise of nationalism there have one small bright spot that may signal a changing tide, a surprise win for the presidency and against statism in Romania. Dalibor Rohak, a policy analyst at the Cato Institute, discusses the recent turn of events. Romania held uh, a presidential election over the weekend. Uh, the current prime minister, uh, Victor Ponti, was widely expected to win by a fairly large margin. By you know, all the polls predicted that he should win. What happened was that the turnout was much higher than expected, and the winner of the election is is a man called Klaus Johannes, who is a very strongly pro-Western leader, wary of Putin's Russia, who ran a campaign that was organized uh, around the message of eradicating corruption, strengthening Romania's institutions. Now, the the person who was expected to win is a socialist, but what does socialist mean in Romania? Um, Pontu is a fairly young prime minister uh, who is a populist, and he's very much reminiscent of the other populist leaders of Central and Eastern Europe, particularly of Viktor Orban in Hungary and Robert Fico in Slovakia. He ran on a distinctly nationalist platform. Uh, the the slogan was proud to be Romanian. And uh, although Romania has not really advanced as much on that path towards illiberal democracy as other countries have, particularly Hungary, uh, many Romanians uh, were worried before the election that there was a dangerous path taken in terms of the erosion of some of the democratic institutions, rule of law and accountability, etc. Now, uh, this surprising turn of the of the presidential election might not mean much. After all, the president plays a largely ceremonial role in Romania as it does as he does in other uh, Central Eastern European countries. But presidents do have uh, the power to shape public discussions and, and shape the atmosphere of the country. And Romania, unlike, say, the Czech Republic, never had the Václav Havel-like figure, somebody who would really embody the ideals of representative government, rule of law, etc. Um, the the outcoming president, Traian Basescu, is a former member of the Communist Party, widely seen as fairly uh, controversial and divisive figure. So this really gives, I think, Romania an opportunity to turn things around. Johannes is, by the way, a member of the German ethnic minority, and he is widely respected for his achievements as the mayor of Sibiu, which is the capital of Transylvania. Um, and he uh, really turned it into the more, one of the more successful cities in, in the country. It was named uh, the 2007 European Capital of Culture, together with Luxembourg. And uh, in fact, according to Forbes magazine, it is, it is Europe's eighth most idyllic place to live. It's worth noting the context in which this is occurring, that in uh, Eastern Europe right now, there have been some fairly alarming gains of, of nationalist parties with some fairly unsavory associations uh, in, in recent years. And this would seem to, if not reverse the trend, at least uh, provide evidence that uh, some people in some of these countries aren't going to allow it to continue. I think there might be a generalized feeling of 
of malaise across Central Eastern European countries, a disappointment with the uh, current state of governance uh, in these countries, and that is in part translated into this ugly nationalist uh, direction that some parties have taken. Uh, the most uh, disturbing example is probably Jobbik in Hungary, but but there is also this broader populist nationalism that's permeating otherwise respectable mainstream parties. So in Romania, there is this blurring distinction between between uh, socialism and, and nationalism as as is in, in Hungary and and in, 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 in Slovakia. So so this election reverses that trend, but I think there has been a backsliding for, for the past couple of years in much of Central and Eastern Europe and people are rightly worried about where the region is is headed. What has Romania's economy looked like leading up to uh, this particular election? I think it's worth remembering that uh, Romania counts among the poorest member states of the European Union with a GDP per capita of uh, just 14,000 US dollars uh, in per, uh, purchasing power parity terms. Uh, in contrast, Poland uh, would have a income per capita over 22,000 US dollars in PPP terms. Romania was hit very hard by the crisis. There was a large slump in 2009. Uh, the recovery has been weak. The growth predicted for this year is uh, is negative. Um, however, before the crisis, there was a lot of uh, quite substantial progress, both in terms of improving economic institutions and in terms of economic growth. Uh, Romania introduced uh, a flat tax on income of uh, at a rate of 16 percent in 2005, uh, and in fact, it's currently ranked as 35th freest economy in the world on the Economic Freedom of the World Project by the Fraser Institute. Uh, I think the decisive aspect that's shaped being public discussions in Romania and that has also shaped this election is corruption and weak institutions. And that's something where uh, Romania, like other countries of the region, still has a very long way to go. Dalibor Rohak is a policy analyst at the Cato Institute's Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.